Hey everybody, Harry here for another episode of the Alston Pudding Podcast. Uh, last week we had part one of our interview with Jeanette King, uh, and so now we got part two. Not much else I really have to add. We kind of closed on a note last week of social justice, uh, and this week we're going to kind of stay focused on love life, romance, get a bit of dating advice, more so along the lines of like provide space for yourself in in a relationship. Because that's, you know, the end of the day, that's all you can really do. Uh, but yeah, I uh, don't really have too, too much to add other than that. Um, so I kind of want to just get right into it. Uh, again, I just want to stress that you should really, really check out this album in full. I love these songs. Um, every every time I listen to this album, just love these songs more and more. At times, they're fun. They're really they're really beautiful. Like the the highs are high, and the the emotional highs are high, and the the lows like really really hit you right in the feels, as they say. Anyway, here we go. album so i i think you had like four singles before this album came out which are airplane you don't love me mars and cool me down yes you're right Um, so uh which are like four of the first five tracks on the album so it's a little like the singles are a little front loaded but then i think uh so i was you know 
when the album came out, I was like, I can't wait to hear like the second half of this album and see, <laughs> see what's going on there. Um, what do you think? I, I loved it. Cause I, um, I going into the track list, I had seen that, you know, uh, you and Marie's have a song together. Um, yes. and actually, so when I first listened to it, uh, I was like, all right, so I have this interview scheduled with Jeanette. I'm going to be very studious and listen to this album and like take notes. But the first time I listened to it, I like, you know, once I got into the second half, I just sort of like drifted off and just, just to enjoy the music, which is like a, yeah. a real hallmark of a, a good album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for me where I'm just like, ah, oh. and so I actually sort of went, uh, mirror the song of Marie's yeah. sort of went past. And I realized I was on the next track. I was like, Oh, I didn't even like <gasps> register that. I just heard Marie's singing. So I, I went back cause I wanted to listen to their, their vocals and, yeah. and hear what you two were doing, doing together. Um, so uh, you've <laughs> that's been, a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that, that track has, has a really, really good, good rhythm so i guess i want to want to talk about that because i know you two have been friends and label mates for for a while yeah um, but is this the first song that you two have done together um it's the first song yeah that we've ever done together and i'm i'm so honored to have her on the album every time i listen to that song i just get so happy <laughs> uh and yeah. so what's what's how do you go about writing that together and collaborating on that what was the process? Of, yeah. And then so what I, thematically yeah. is that that about? So the process of that song, I started creating the beat um, and like kind of like tinkering with it. I had been inspired by, um, I was inspired by Timberland, actually. Like, <laughs> I want to make a song like Timberland. Like he's, his songs are so like, like dark almost, but like, like, intense but like mm-hmm. you know groovy and they like make you want to like move and dance and like, yeah. like it would be really cool to like make a song like him and so that was my project i was like okay i'm gonna produce this song it's gonna be a timberland track <laughs> and then um i started just getting really introspective i think i was at a part point in my relationship where i just wasn't like my re- my relationship with my partner but also my relationship with myself i just wasn't happy and i didn't know why and i you know it it was the song is just basically about like taking a second to like look at yourself and ask yourself what you're doing wrong or ask yourself like what role you play in mm-hmm. the the failure of a relationship or in your own happiness um, and uh, like, you know, why you're there, like why you're in that space. And so.
started writing it I wrote the chorus and the verse and uh the end um the like outro part and then I was like yo it'd be cool to have an artist on here and I was like obviously Marie's <laughs> so I asked her if she'd be interested and she like wrote that verse and like so yeah she she's so amazing at writing she uh she wrote the verse and and it came back and I was like you know what it'd be really cool to see like Cause I love my buddy Gray is also a producer of Ooh Yeah on the album. I was like, I wonder what he could do to this song, uh, how he would mix it. And so I was like, Yo, how do you feel about the song? Like, would you be down to mix it? And he was like, Hell yes. <laughs> so <laughs> he just took that, took the song to a whole nother level. Like, I just, I, yeah, he just, he really made it a Timberland beat, mm. but with Gray flavor. So it was really cool. Yeah, it was uh, actually when I was just listening to it, um, you know, like an hour ago or an hour and a half ago, I was trying to like, trying to suss out the rhythm a little bit because there's like a nice, like a nice swing to it too. But there's also like a, like a pulsing beat underneath. And I was like, yeah. is this, is this in three, four? Is this in four, four? It, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to catch, right? Yeah, but I, I love stuff like that, that kind of like, keeps you on your toes as a listener. Like I don't have a, a great background in like, you know, critical music theory. Uh, like right. I don't have any like really formal training. I, I'm not the best timekeeper in the world, but I love when you kind of have sort of like polyrhythmic e elements going on. Yes. Um, yeah. Creates a very, very interesting listening experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, and plus the vocal performances, you both you and Marie's are just, like killing it on the vocals. Thank you. Thank you. I was so grateful to have her on there, honestly. Yeah. And you had mentioned Ooh Yeah, which I think is um, is the second to last track, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have I have the Spotify open. So I'm just like shuffling back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but that I think is the big, um, really the big, like, self-affirming self-love anthem at the like towards the end it kind of like wraps this bow up very nicely mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah so i mean why don't we why don't we talk about that one for a bit so when when did that one kind of come come about in terms of songwriting uh i feel like that one came about like earlier in the process yeah we had been working on a few tracks at the end of 2019 and I feel like this was one of them and uh Gray is just such a talented dude like he just sent me this track and was like hey what do you think about this and I like immediately wrote to it I think I wrote the song like within a few hours or something like that of like sitting down to like listen to it yeah I just wanted to like really write about self-empowerment like I think that in my life I hadn't really had a lot of 
time with myself. Like I, I was also going through a breakup at that time. So it was like, I was alone, you know, and like Mm -hmm. really taking the time to be with myself and uh, figure out what I liked and rediscover um, my own power and not having to like rely on other people for my own happiness. And yeah, yeah, just wanted to put that into a song. have any any I'm, I'm really bad at remembering lyrics but um are there you'll you'll know better because it's your song but are there any like choice lyrics about about that theme from that song that that you can recall off the top of your head yeah um like i never thought that a thought could take me so far like and uh i used to feel like i had to depend on other people that just let me down and now I know that I'm my greatest friend the power in myself is what I found I feel like that really resonates especially with a lot of a lot of people I know especially this this past year of pandemic living quarantine yeah. living yeah. Uh, was very very stressful for a lot of people across the board and various relationship beginnings endings oh, yeah. long-term relationships ended and I think, you know, most of the friends that I've talked to in, in my life, myself included, are very much of that same mindset where it's like, you can be happy with another person, you can be happy around another person, but like, at the end of the day, like, you can't depend on that person as the source of your happiness. Like, 
that really yeah. has to come from within and being happy with yourself. And I feel like that's another lie that Hollywood and like romanticized music has kind of like programmed into us that like you complete me kind of mentality or mm -hmm. that like um, my life is nothing without you kind of mentality that like people have, or at least maybe the older generation does. And, mm. you know, I think that that's really harm. Like it can be dangerous to think in those ways. So what happens when that person's gone or they get hit by a car, or, you know, they have to suffer through cancer. Like they cheat yeah. on you, whatever. You yeah. Know? No, absolutely. I know uh, <laughs> anytime I'm like, visiting home and seeing my mom and we're trying to figure out a movie we can watch together. Like we, we are just very different in terms of the <laughs> movies we want to watch. And you know, she, she's a boomer of the boomer generation. Mm -hmm, yeah. Uh, and she, she loves romantic comedies. She's always like, right. let's, let's watch a rom-com. And there, I have like, there's such a specific, like, I'm not totally against those movies, but I yeah. know the ones that she really likes are those really dreamy, like, almost fairy tale type romances with like, it starts with a meet cute. And then, you know, they're very formulaic, like somebody does something, you know, at the end of the second act that like jeopardizes the relationship. Yeah. And then there's this grand display of, of this grand romantic gesture at the end that makes yeah. everything all right. And then they live happily ever after with a big kiss. And that's just not what happens when that movie ends, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's going to be another another difficult moment down the road. Yeah, it's like that is not a one time thing. Like you don't ha just have one fight with your partner. If you are planning on having like a long term partnership, mm. you know. Yeah, and even uh, even like saying like planning on having a long term partnership is like uh, not to get like overly semantic with your word choice, but it's like <laughs> like how like how do you you plan that with like, yeah, like it, I mean, it would be nice to think that like, Oh, like I like this person now, but like, like, so I like, I want to be with them five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Part of being in a relationship is sort of like accepting that the relation nature of the relationship itself is going to change as well mm -hmm. as both yeah. of you as individuals are going to change. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think that you can ever like look into the future and say this is exactly where I'm going to be for anything, mm -hmm. let alone a relationship. So I think that what's important is that every day when you wake up, you it's it's a choice you make every day. I think that's what I mean by planning a long term relationship. It's like, do I see my well, first of all, can I see myself being with this person longer than the short term? If the answer is yes, then it's like every day when you wake up, am I choosing this person? You ask that yourself that.
feel like committed to. And I am by no means like a relationship expert. Like I don't actually know myself. This is just like <laughs> what I've found works for me in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like, I think there is a difference between like um, having something that feels casual and having something that feels long-term because with the casualness of a relationship, you don't have that like that deep wanting to make things work, mm-hmm. you know? Whereas like with a long-term relationship, I think I ask myself every day, like this is the person I want. I, I tell myself that, or like I ask myself if that's what I want and then go from there. You have to take it day by day, but at the same time, like simultaneously, you know, like if this is the person that you want to like be with for a long term, I don't think anything is permanent. Yeah. Um, I think that that's like the one thing that we should realize in life. Like nothing is permanent. And I think that that's the magic of living. But um, yeah, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> no, I, yeah, abs- absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I, still, I still think it's funny that you were like, oh, by, I'm by no means a relationship expert. And I'm like, <laughs> neither am I. <laughs> but here we are like having this Nobody conversation. Knows. Yeah, it's just, Nobody it is knows. something you got to like figure out day by day. and It is. And like, I think that when you figure it out day by day, it takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. There is a, a pressure that, that comes with like um, planning things too hard and like making things into like a box. It's like, you're my long-term partner. You're my wife or my husband. It's like, I love you and I want to be with you. And I see myself being with you for longer than just right now. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is a long-term thing for me. I'm deciding that it is. And right now it feels good. Who knows if it's going to feel good in however many years or months. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's also about, you know, wanting to, to be with someone and spend time with someone, but also there are going to be times when, both of you, either of you need, you know, an appropriate amount of space too for yeah. the relationship and, mm-hmm. and uh, an ability to, to feel like you both can grow individually, even while you're being, you know, a couple in a relationship. Yeah. Or, totally. you know, I also don't want to limit it to just, just couples. Cause there's a lot of like so many poly people relationships. Yeah, yeah. Out, out there. And, and I don't know, it's about figuring out what works for you as an individual and what works mutually as well. Totally. Yeah. I think that I've found in my journey that like the spice of my relationship often comes from space. Mm -hmm. Spending time apart from my partner get like gets me to appreciate them again in different ways. Yeah. As well. Like, yeah, space is so important also for self-development, like you said. And I, yeah, I also know I would, agree with that that like you know spending a little time apart like and then coming back together like it does kind of reignite helps reignite the spark like yeah I think we've all probably been in relationships that were like little immediate like there was an immediate spark uh, but then maybe a little too much time was spent together too soon too soon yeah and kind of you need you need to like keep fueling the fire at a moderate pace rather yeah. than trying to burn out all your fuel right away. Totally. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> not, for sure. Not, not to get like too much into this because this is not <laughs> not an astrology podcast, but you are an you're an Earth sign, right? I sure am. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, fellow Maybe Earth sign. Right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is two Earth signs talking right now. That's <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah, keep that in mind, people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's that's our relationship guru section uh, of the episode. Uh, <laughs> Dial 989 for, more, <laughs> for your free relationship reading. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there any other tracks, specific tracks uh, that, that you want to like talk about more? Because those were kind of the, the uh, like airplane. We talked about um, cool me down a little. Um, oh, yeah. Change mirror. Uh, yeah. Any other ones that you want to like kind of kind of get at and, and drill into um i am pretty proud of un uh unconditional i really love the the blend of my vocals in that one I w- i've always wanted to have a track where like the the beat kind of drops out and it's just vocals and then it, the vocals become the the focus so I'm, I'm really happy with that one. Um, we kind of touched on that one already with, with the lyrics of, um, you know, the reality of what a relationship is and not the like romanticized. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're, I'm glad that you like the songs and I don't oh, know yeah. which one to talk about really, but. Uh, let me see if there were, oh, I, uh, cause the title track, what we lost, I guess I kind of wanted to um, ask kind of the, what was the inspiration behind calling the, uh, the whole album, what we lost, because I do feel like that was, or that that's the right title for this because Mm. there's a lot of like looking back on relationships with, with the benefit of removing those rosy tinted glasses. And it even sort of works for, uh, for the themes of change too, where you're talking yeah. about, you know, which was inspired by the loss uh, of the a life. Lo- yeah. Lo- the loss of Brianna Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, so where did that phrase come from? Well, um, I had a great love in my life and um, we weren't able to keep the relationship afloat and, um, yeah, just about this specific song. And, um, you know, sometimes I would walk by streets, we would walk or had moments at these certain parks and like hear a song that reminded me of us. And yeah, they were all just reminders of what what we had lost, like the magic of the connection we shared. And I think that as soon as we wrote that song, I realized that like, oh, I'm writing a so- an album about loss. Like I just hadn't, it hadn't clicked for me until we wrote that song. And so as soon as like the light bulb went on, I just, it just, I just had to write that as the title of the album. Like you yeah. said, I think that it's, it definitely touches on, you know, even Cotton Smoke is talking about like, feeling the loss of reality, like not like questioning reality and like the, like 
Um, if are we living in a simulation? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if um, we, if we are, I I have some notes. Like this is not the best simulation. <laughs> we could do a little better than this. You know what I mean? It's yeah. true. Um, but like, yeah, there's you know losing people you love to addictions with found a way. There's just so much about loss on the album. It just felt like it it ne- that needed to be the title. Mm-hmm. yeah no that that makes makes a lot of sense at the same time i think you could have a subtitle be like so what we lost subtitle but what i gained just because there's so much you know talk about self-love and mm-hmm. self-empowerment yeah. at the same time True. and i guess you know sometimes i in some ways it sucks that like a lot of the time we need to experience that loss to just push ourselves to be like, you know what? No, I'm like, I'm prioritizing myself. I'm prioritizing mm-hmm. my own happiness, mm-hmm. my own needs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because, you know, someone else can, can do that in part for us. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that is one hallmark of a good relationship Yeah, <laughs> uh, where someone else takes time to prioritize your needs but first mm-hmm. and foremost you have to do that for yourself yeah, you know we had totally. mentioned boundaries earlier and that's incredibly important in any any relationship mm-hmm. yeah i think that's why like uh we went with the album design the way that we went with the album design i don't know if you've seen it yet but it's all about reflections like having up and down be a part a part of the album art like my mm-hmm. I think it's what we lost. And then if you turn it upside down, you can see that it says Jeanette King and mm-hmm. it's, it's like a reflection. And even on the back of it too, like it's side A side B it's like, it's all like a reflection of itself. It's like the light and the dark. Okay. Um, so is that on the, on like if the physical copy of the, yeah, album? on the okay. physical copy. Yeah. If you look on the back of the album, it's like the light and the dark. And yeah, I feel like that's definitely the theme of, of, of it, of the album mm-hmm. is just that balance. We need all the things we lost in order to like find ourselves, like you said. Yeah. And it helps give us a better appreciation for the, the new things that we gain along yes. the road. You know, we yeah. need to, we need to make these, these mistakes. We need to lose these things. Yes. You know, fuck fuck up a little in love when you're when you're young. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. you'll you'll figure it out. You'll um, figure it out. Yeah. And I also love the fact that like this is such a, a thematically tight and thematically rich, you know, pop album. A lot of like, you know, the big budget pop albums are oftentimes a collection of singles. Uh, right. Which, and there's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong with that. There's like plenty of fun to be had there yeah um but like i always go in like i'm always trying to listen to a whole album and not just like a handful of singles and so right yeah when i hear something um that is you know very very tight and thematically not just in like the the thematic content and like lyrics but you know all these songs even with you know multiple different producers these songs sound like they belong together. Mm-hmm. That's nice to hear. I'm happy that you feel that way because that's exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Cohesiveness is mm. 
it's hard to attain sometimes, especially if you're working with different producers, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much all, uh, like all the questions that I had on my end. Um, Great. Yeah. Uh, but anyone, there's anyone that you want to like shout out, you know, friends, collaborators. Mm-hmm. We mentioned a couple, couple uh, people earlier, but uh, if there's anyone else you want to mention, thank uh, any, even if you don't know them, like any other influences that maybe you didn't mention, mm. uh, just to sort of wrap up and we can, we can end it on that. Yeah. Um, big shout out to my biggest fan, 10 year old Gabby for always supporting me and uh you know even dyeing the front part of your hair green love it oh so cute cute. yeah i mean everyone that supported the album big shout out to you and my mom and dad thank you for bringing me to canada thank you for having me (laughs) so everybody go stream or, or buy on Bandcamp, stream on your, your streaming service of choice, listen to Jeanette King's What We Lost, and keep an eye out for those tour dates because having previously seen Jeanette perform, she's an artist that brings her soul right into the performance, like really, really delivers, even in like a small intimate space like Lilypad. That might actually be like one of my favorite ways to see an artist. It's just right up front, right up close. But I'm also hoping that you get like larger venues too and <laughs> get a, a lot of people out but yeah thank you so much for for helping me out with an early episode of this um of course it's like a new project that i'm doing that i've been really do you have it in your soul took you so long to Took only a moment to crave it. You found a way to make your escape. You found a way to let go. You found a way to make your escape.
Oh, all right. That's the that's the closing track on what we lost called Found a Way. God, these songs, like I said in the intro, these songs are so, so good. Um, but, you know, it begins and ends with, with such, a, such a bang on both ends. Airplane to open and found a way to close. But yeah, go to Bandcamp, buy this album, Jeanette King, What We Lost, stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you can find it streaming. Uh, watch the videos on YouTube. Um, it, it's, it's a really incredible album. You know, I, I can't stop gushing about it every time someone has asked me for like a, a recommendation and I know that they're like a pop fan, an R&B fan, a house fan. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta check out this album. But yeah, anyway, thank you so much for listening as always. Thank you so much uh, to anyone who has liked shared, subscribed, follows this podcast. Want to give a, a thank you to Becca DiGregorio, who is the host and producer of a podcast called The Grandma Files. Um, she's a former Alston Pudding staff member um, and has given me a couple tips on on promoting a podcast, um, and developing promotional materials and marketing things. Um, and so if I can, uh, if I can dare to, uh, refer to the grandma files as, uh, a sister podcast to this, this one that we're doing, then I'll, I'll use that term. It's a really, really beautiful podcast. The production value is incredible, but it's also got a lot of really oftentimes really emotional stories about people's relationships with their grandmother. It's a, it's a really, really beautiful, beautiful podcast, beautiful project that Becca is doing. So I wanted to thank her and give her a shout out. Anyone who has listened this far in the episode, please go uh, listen to The Grandma Files. But yeah, anyway, uh, that does it for me this week. We'll be back next week. Or the week after. I'm thinking of taking a bye week because I've been working really hard on this. And I would like, I'd like a little rest. But anyway, you'll know when I know.